This episode of the Pedal Shift Project is brought to you by CycleBlaze, a welcoming community of people who love to travel by bicycle. Post your own travel journals, follow other people's journals, or talk about bike travel in the forum. All for free at CycleBlaze.com. and welcome to another edition of The Pedal Shift Project. The Pedal Shift Project is a series of conversations, thoughts, and experiments around the bike touring lifestyle. From tips and tricks to ideas on how to ride your ride, let's shrink the world by bike. Show notes and more are available at pedalshift.net slash 150. And you can email the show pedalshift at pedalshift.net or call the voicemail hotline at 202-930-1109. And check Pedal Shift out on most of the socials as well. Hello, everybody. It's Tim Mooney back again for the sesquicentennial edition of the Pedal Shift Project. Thank you to everyone who has ever listened to and supported the show for 150 episodes. I I cannot get over the fact that we have reached 150. I'm not even going to go any further than that because I think I would just ramble on like I did, I think, at episode 50 and episode 100. I I just want to say thank you. Uh, It's been a great ride, and I'm super stoked for doing more episodes, of course, as we continue. I want to start off the show with a little bit of housekeeping, and there's a lot of it uh, before we jump in. Of course, we've got uh, this great interview, which is the beginning of the Beginner Series Volume 2 for this year, the 2019 version. So stick around for that. That'll be in a few minutes. But we've got some housekeeping. We've got some other really interesting things about uh, the international listenership of the show. So let's start off with the housekeeping. Pedal Shift is now on Spotify, which uh, was something, I don't know why I resisted it before, but now I'm sort of like, no, you know what? The more the merrier. Let's get more more earballs listening to this. So if you are on Spotify, I believe you can even hear it on the free tier because that's what I am. And I think uh, I think that's how I listen to it. Uh, go ahead. It's there. We're there. Just look for it uh, in a little search boxy thing or however one finds things on Spotify. The Pedal Shift Project is now available to you there, so check that out. I've already gotten a few people who have randomly found it, so that's kind of fun that way. Uh, We've got some upcoming tours and meetups and other cool things. The Cross Florida Tour, as I've been announcing, we're going to be – we we will – you'll be coming along kind of like sort of in future episodes uh, along on my tour across Central Florida, kind of paralleling the I-4 corridor, which uh, is basically from Tampa through Orlando to Cocoa Beach in the east. The preview episode drops next week, and I am very excited about it. I've actually gotten some listener feedback on my route, and I'll be talking about that, of course, on next week as well. Uh, Podcast sponsor slots are available starting, uh, well, basically now, and continuing on. Check it out, pedalship.net slash sponsor for more information there. I want to thank CycleBlaze for uh, the uh, last six episodes of sponsorship. Really excited that they came on board. Um, You should check out their stuff. you know, go go do go do your 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 journaling there. It's a really cool spot. Uh, meetups and live shows. Last night, as I sit here and record it, uh, two nights ago, as you're hearing it, if you're listening to this right away, we did the Miles of Portraits event in Tyson's, and it was a lot of fun. And I want to specifically underscore that because if you are downloading the show uh, right when it comes out, as so many of you do, tonight's. Thursday, December, December, January 24th. It is January, not December 24th, but January 24th, uh, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the DC REI. Uh, We're going to be doing that again, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of interesting stuff, good stories. Uh, uh, Eric and Annalisa uh, shared their uh, 
their their video, their 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 documentary series, uh, which I think uh, I think he submitted to to, uh, to uh, film by bike. If, if I recall, we had a conversation about that last night. But anyway, six thirty to eight thirty p.m. DC REI. After that, followed immediately by a meetup at Wonder Garden, which is just around the corner from there. I've got links in the show notes at pedalshift.net slash 150. Check that out. I uh, met Jerry from Virginia last night. Um, he's a listener to the show. Jerry, it was awesome to kind of chat with you afterwards. I'm hoping to see more folks at the DC event as well. So please do not be shy. Come up to me afterwards if you heard about the event through the show. would love to chat with you. Again, that's going to be the 24th of January, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., and I'm stoked about it because the other night was really cool. Cross Florida Orlando meetup is definitely a go. I mean, we've got more than a few people, so may as well all meet up for something. Uh, we're going to figure that all out. Sign up. Let me know that you're interested at pedalshift.net slash Orlando. It's going to be February 9th. The location, I think I've got it at least a little bit more narrowed down, uh, but if you, if you let me know who you are, then I can kind of send out a blast email. I think I'm going to figure this all out by February 1st, so you all have more than a week's worth of heads up as to the where and the when. So sign up at pedalshift.net slash Orlando. I think we are a go, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, that will be the day after I finish up my tour and the day before I fly back up to chilly, chilly DC. So <laughs> help me celebrate the sunshine and the warmth a little bit more at the Orlando meetup. Last but not least, everybody can make this. Assuming you hear this, you must have some kind of an internet connection. Well, if you have an internet connection, February 22nd, that's a Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's the wrap-up show for the Cross Florida Tour. we got takeaways, a whole lot more. we got the AMA, the Ask Me Anything segment, which we'll be doing. So you can shoot me any questions you've got at pedalshift at pedalshift.net or come hang out in the chat room and ask him live, baby, live. So that's all of the cool excitement that we've got. And it's been it, – I, I, I last night, as I sit here and record this, was the first of all of these many meetups and live shows. And it was just so much fun to be able to kind of interact and, and hang out and chill. And it was really cool. I'm really looking forward to having these opportunities to hang out with y'all in the next kind of, I guess it's six weeks or so, including uh, wrapping it all up with the live event, which I know everybody can go to, which is great. Next up on the show is a little bit more, I guess it's sort of the house, it's still housekeeping. It's reviews, five-star reviews. You know, I like to read. Five-star reviews from folks who uh, take, a, take a little bit of time to give a shout to the show. This is almost always on Apple Podcasts. If there is some other place where you can do reviews and I'm not seeing them, make sure you, you shoot me an email at pedalshift at pedalshift.net because I would really like to make sure folks get a little bit of recognition for all of this. I've got two new ones, and then I've got a little bit more of a story because uh, until now, I didn't even realize this until very, basically last week. The only reviews that I can see are the reviews in the U.S. store. So I've only been giving my American shoutouts basically over the last several years. And as it turns out, I can find those other reviews in other countries' stores. So I'm actually going to go and do a little bit of cleanup on some of them from, let's see, Canada, Australia, the U.K. I can see you all now. And I'm, I'm just blown away. I'm really excited that I can uh, give some shouts to all of you as well. And I've also got some other really interesting info on other international lessons as well. So let's start off with the newest five-star shouts. This is from Dale McLaren. And uh, this is he. Uh, this is from uh, Apple Podcast Canada. See, I told you uh, back in uh, beginning of the month, a fantastic podcast that motivates me to get in the saddle and turn the crank. Um, that is fantastic. Thank you, uh, Dale. 
for all of that shout. We've also got, um, let's see, from Fat Guy Gets Skinny. This is Apple Podcast US of A. Uh, ironically enough, same day, January 2nd. From Someone With No Business Considering Touring is the title. Um, from Fat Guy Gets Skinny, an enjoyable and informative blog. I'm not fit for any bike tour that extends past my local ice cream shop, but this is inspiring me to go further. Look, uh, I know, I know that you can go further. I know that you can. And uh, all it takes is a little bit of a push, which I hope this show does. And um, I, I, you can go beyond the ice cream shop. But hey, if the ice cream shop is good, you should stop there too. I, I will not stand in anyone's way. All right. So here are some of the old ones, the old fire, older. They're not old. They're just more mature, aren't they? Some mature ones that deserve belated shout outs because these are all from places that until now I Never saw because I, I only get the Apple Store USA. So from um, Apple Podcasts Australia, this goes back to November of 2014. I am so sorry, Andy from Orange, that I never saw this until 2019. But if you're still listening, great new podcast, he says, because it was it was pretty new back then. I really like this new touring podcast. It seems to tick all the boxes. Some cool interviews, information about gear and life on the road. Can't wait to see how it progresses. Yeah, me too in 2014, Time Machine. Well, I guess I hit 150 episodes, so that's pretty cool. Thank you. Belated thank yous, Andy from Orange, if you are still listening. Thank you for that five-star review. A uh, little more recent from Apple Podcasts Canada again, uh, June of last year. Such a great podcast from Jason Bike Boy. Uh, Jason writes, I really am enjoying these podcasts. So much information and very well executed. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that from up in the Great White North. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Apple Podcasts Great Britain, which just sounds so classy from January 2016. Devin Wilfie. Am I reading that right? Yes, Wilfie. Uh, thank you. Thank you for this. Uh, top touring talk, which sounds positively British. I love that. The Pedal Shift Project is a refreshing change from a lot of the bicycle touring podcasts I've listened to. And Tim Mooney obviously puts a lot of thought and effort into creating a show that is both informative and entertaining. His enthusiasm for bicycle touring is infectious and will make you want to load up your bike and head off on tour. Very inspirational. Devin, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That is my endeavor to make things inspirational and, uh, Yes, as I've said before, I have been accused of being enthusiastic before in the past. So thank you. One other thing. So, oh, by the way, so belated thank yous to everybody in the uh, Great Britain store, the Canadian store, and the Australian store. Uh, please don't be shy. I will now see them because I have a new uh, weird appy thing. I don't know how to describe it. But the other element of it, which is really fascinating, is now I can see where the Pedal Shift Project ranks in other uh, Apple podcast stores throughout the world, which is fascinating and a major time suck, can I just say. But uh, I'm I'm learning that, you know, the Pedal Shift Project is not the most highly ranked outdoors podcast here in the States. Uh, there is a plethora of hunting and fishing podcasts in the outdoor section, which is sort of where, where the Pedal Shift Project lives. Um, and they're always going to be ahead of of a bicycle touring podcast in the states. It's just a broader swath of folks. But just now, as I look at the chart, like literally right now, I'm looking at it. The Pedal Shift Project is the number one rated outdoor podcast in Slovenia, and this is not the first time that it has been the top ranked outdoor podcast in Slovenia. It was earlier in the month, and it is right now here as I record it, number one. It is currently number six. Where? Jamaica. Can you think of two more disparate, different countries? It was earlier this month, it was number two in the outdoor section, <laughs> which 
I'm, I'm chuckling a little bit, not because I'm, I find this funny, but because I'm just sort of shocked and amazed by this revelation. I have to say, if you are from one of those countries, and I must, unless people are just downloading and not listening, uh, I have some Slovenians and some Jamaicans, or at least folks who are downloading from those countries. Uh, if you found the show in those countries, man, I want to hear about bike touring there. Please feel free to reach out. Pedalshift at pedalshift.net. Home of the Pedal Shift Project, the number one outdoor pod in Slovenia. I, I cannot tell you how amazing that is to me. I, I need to do research on Slovenia now. I believe I know where it is, but I don't know really much else beyond that. So going to do some Slovenian research and uh, cater to being the number one outdoor podcast in that country. Amazing, amazing, amazing. All right, actually, I, I'm breaking in. I, I recorded the show, and now I'm coming back because I actually did a little bit of research. Not a ton, but Slovenia looks like it's a really legit, awesome place to do bike touring, and I am uh, super excited. If you are in Slovenia, I want to hear more about it because now I'm 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 intrigued. I'm intrigued with visiting your country. Uh, I, I know how to pronounce Ljubljana, which is the capital, and it seems that there are quite a few bike tourists who have hit Slovenia because it is straight up gorgeous. Awesome to be the number one bike touring pod, or the number one outdoor podcast in all of Slovenia, which looks like it's amazing for outdoorsy activities. Someday I will be there. I'm coming. I'm coming, Slovenia, one of these days. Next up on the show is the 2019 kickoff of our beginner series. If you were with us last year and were listening to the beginner series, uh, the idea behind all of this is to basically take somebody uh, who is new to bicycle touring, who has got a tour set up and ready to go later in the year, and basically just sort of be a resource, not just me, but also all of you out there who have done bicycle touring before. Because one thing that I've learned is that uh, we can collectively be a great resource to anybody who's really just kind of getting their feet wet in all of this. And I, I, I had a lot of folks who were interested in being the, uh, as I, as I later referred to our next guest, the victim, <laughs> the next victim for the bicycle touring beginner series. But, um, I, I ended up with Steve Martin, who you're going to meet in a couple of moments here. I don't want to give too much of an intro to Steve because I, I don't want to, as they say, step on the lead of the whole thing because his backstory is a really important element to the conversation that we end up having. But Steve's uh, in his early 40s. He is in Colorado, and he is endeavoring to do a, a very cool ride with a purpose and a cause, and we're going to talk all about that in the interview. But I do want to make sure that you know that you can find more about Steve over at his website, and that is rideforpd.org. I'll mention that again. It's in the show notes, pedalshift.net slash 150. Without further ado, let's chat with the beginning of our beginner series with Steve Martin. Hi, Steve, and welcome to Pedal Shift. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm super excited because this is the second annual beginner series and uh, congratulations, you are this year's victim. <laughs> so here we go, I guess, Yay. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Steve, your backstory, I think, is an important element to this 2019 tour that you're looking to kick off. And it starts with plans for a cross Colorado bike tour in 2017. What were your plans then and what intervened? Yeah, so... Back in 2017, I was planning. I hadn't. I've never 
as obviously as since it's the beginner thing, I've never done a bike tour before. And uh, a couple of my friends had had done a couple tours in the past and and invited me to go on a uh, a Kansas to Utah trip across Colorado. Sounded awesome. I got all geared up for it. Got my fancy touring bike and all that stuff. Started uh, working out and getting ready for it. And uh, I was mostly worried about the hills, the the dreaded, uh, you know, uh, great divide that is in Colorado here. Oh, you have hills in Colorado? <laughs> well, we like to call them mountains, but yeah, there are a couple of them. Anyway, um, so I was like trying to train really hard to make sure that I, I was not the the lame guy because I, I was 41 at the time and the other guys were like in their early 30s. and I didn't want to be the old guy that slowed everybody down. So I'm training really hard, working really hard to get ready for it. But things just like weren't working out. I was having a hard time getting my lungs up to capacity where they should be. And I just, I just wasn't feeling right. Something was wrong. So I, uh, long story short, after fig- going through lots of guessing and figuring out and going to m- many, many doctors uh, over a couple, three months, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And uh, so it was, I was actually diagnosed a couple weeks after the tour happened. But it it all was kind of be, uh, leading up to that beforehand, and I knew something was seriously wrong with me. And I, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, you, you got to go without me. So they they did, and they had a, a great time. Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of what happened. I I came down with Parkinson's disease, and it and it kind of ruined my plans for that. And honestly, I was I was afraid that I was never going to be able to do something like that again because Parkinson's disease is. It it's a degenerative neurological disease. It progresses. There's no way to stop it. There's no cure, and you, like you, your balance gets worse, your coordination gets worse, on and on and on. Not not to be too depressing about it. I just it's one of those. Can I ever do something cool like a bike tour again? And so, you know, that kind of led us where we are now. And so with Parkinson's, you know, I feel like I know a little bit about it. You know, it's out there, you know, that you learn you know, the, the celebrities that have it and you learn a little bit, I guess, kind of in transit. What are some of the challenges that you're overcoming on this upcoming tour, not only just with, with Parkinson's itself, but also maybe the treatments that you're undergoing as a part of it? So I'm, I'm very thankful that I caught Parkinson's very early on. So I don't have a ton of really debilitating problems or anything. I have a uh, Parkinson's tends to start on one side of your body. And so I have like the left side of my body is just generally slower. And when, when uh, looking back, it started happening a long time ago because my, when I would ride my bike, uh, my left leg just wouldn't click along the same way or it, was, it would tighten up faster or whatever. So I, I have just kind of slowness on the left side of my body and some tremors in my legs. But And the, the treatments actually make me feel like myself again. <laughs> it, they're not bad at all. Uh, I've thankfully uh, had zero bad uh, responses to any of the medication and things like that. And, and it's just medication that I take like four times a day. The only trick is when I'm doing major uh, things like a bike bike tour, a, bi- a big long bike ride, I've got to take extra medication because my body just processes through the stuff that's in, in the bloodstream faster. Oh, that makes sense. You know, your metabolism is cranked up because you're, you know, going through mountain passes yeah. and whatnot. And yeah. uh, that's really interesting. Did your doctor say that extreme exercise, sort of like what a bike tour is, that that would be helpful or risky given what your your challenges are? 
there's obviously a lot of a lot of research going on at the Parkinson's and how to how to fix it and how to take care of it, especially through the Michael J. Fox Foundation, which I'm sure people have heard of. At least they've heard of Michael J. Fox. Um, and a lot of the research has come down to that the only way that they're for sure that you can for sure slow down the progression of Parkinson's is with ex- like exercise in in some way, shape, or form. And there's actually been a lot of studies done on cycling specifically. Uh, it helps with um, balance and gait and all kinds of stuff. So it's it's almost like a a magic bullet for Parkinson's, and it actually slows things down. And I noticed that myself in a massive way. Over Christmas, I was sick, and the family was sick, and you know life happens, and it was cold, and I didn't ride my bike for a couple of weeks, and I just really noticed that my my symptoms got worse. I'm like, well, I really <laughs> I need to get back on my bike. That's wild. That's really interesting. You're able to sort of attack this proactively by doing something that is kind of kick-ass and cool. So it's kind of a win-win. And that's kind of how it started with me is I wanted to, I, I kind of felt like the, the mountains d- defeated me the first time and I wanted to defeat Parkinson's by defeating the mountains. So that's how I picked the, the route that we're doing this time. That's awesome. And we're going to talk about the root in a second, because I think your your root is, I'm a little drooly over your root. I think it's pretty cool. So uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. But I, I want to, um, your, your, this 19 tour, the tour that we're going to be kind of talking about is a fundraiser for Parkinson Association of the Rockies. What's your goal for this? And are they helping out as a partner for the ride in any way, shape or form? Yeah. So my goal is $20,000 and I'm going to be uh, having that I'm going to kind of earmark that money for the exercise classes that the Parkinson Association of the Rockies puts on. And they, they uh, sponsor tons of um, boxing classes, which is also really good for Parkinson's. Uh, and they do a lot of spin classes. And uh, there's a, they, they work with another organization called Pedaling for Parkinson's, and they do a lot of spin classes as well. And so one of the cool things that we're thinking about, not certain what it's going to work out or how it's going to work out, but um, Maybe having a pedalathon in conjunction with this ride, maybe like during the week of the ride, that some of the spin classes of actual folks with Parkinson's can like get, get pledges from their family or whatever, like how as many miles as they spin or whatever, they can donate to the to the organization as well. Gotcha. That's really cool. I want to cycle back to the charitable aspects of the ride in a little bit because you've also formed it looks like a a charity unto itself called Ride for Parkinson's, and I want to kind of touch back on that in a little bit, but I wanted to get into the tour itself a little bit. That 2017 tour, as you had laid it out, was an east-to-west kind of route, and this year, you're going to be tackling a north-to-south route along the, basically, hopscotching over the Rockies. What prompted that route change, and uh, what are some of the fun challenges that you think you're going to be tackling on this route? The main reason I changed the route from uh, across to up and down uh, from across Colorado is the the folks I wanted to go with me were the same folks who went the last time and I want to have them do the same route the, the second time. So I wanted to pick, um, I, well, actually I thought it started out like picking an easy route. <laughs> As you see, I don't have an easy route. <laughs> no, there are so not. <laughs> <laughs> and I live in Fort Collins, which is right near the border of uh, Wyoming. And I thought, what would, well, I know what we'll do. We'll just kind of take a leisurely path along the foothills of the Rockies, just through the, some of the cities like Boulder and Denver and Colorado Springs and things like that. The more I started looking at it, I didn't, I didn't like the routes south of Colorado Springs. There was nothing really except the interstate, which I'm, I'm not going to write on the interstate. And uh, so I, it kind of 
gradually kept uh, creeping west and further were further west until it finally now it starts at uh, actually we're starting in the south uh, south of Alamosa, Colorado on the New Mexico border and going up through the San Luis Valley across I, th- I think we end, uh, ended up crossing the ru- the Great Divide three times maybe twice there's uh, three pretty major passes along the way and so <laughs> what started out as you know, I mentioned earlier that I was afraid of the mountains and the passes and things like that. And now um, we're doing pretty much nothing but mountains. <laughs> yeah, I was like. just going to say, this is about as mountainy of a route as I could get. So am I wrong then? You're going south to north, not north to south? Yeah, south to north. Okay, got it. Is it, What are sort of the, can, obviously mountains high, but what are some of the conditions that you anticipate you're going to be hitting? My, 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 what little I know about Colorado is that the weather can change like a drop of a hat. Is that, oh, yeah. is that kind of what you're facing? I, I remember once being on, I think it was Pikes Peak or some other similarly touristy spot where literally a storm was coming. You could feel the static electricity coming before a lightning strike. I mean, is that the kind of stuff you're going to be dealing with? Oh yeah, it, it's definitely possible. And the the thing that one of the things I'm concerned about, other than the mountains, of course, we're so we're starting in the San Luis Valley, which is this. It's a very high elevation mountain valley uh, in the southern Colorado. It's right adjacent to the Great Sand Dunes. Oh, yeah. So uh, it there's a ton of wind in that area, and so everybody loves riding against the wind. <laughs> so I'm hoping that it will be in our favor at least, but. So it'd be a ton of wind in that area, and then when you get into the mountains, um, one of the things that were kind of the the timing of the ride right at the beginning of September of this year can be. I mean, it's possible that there's going to be some snow, but um, hopefully not. But uh, other than that, I think it'll just be the the typical uh, high, like steep mountain passes and dealing with that kind of thing. That's the one thing that I've heard about people who tour in Colorado. They really enjoy it because it can be so variable. And like every day, especially I think at that time of year, as you noted, you know, you could get snow one day and you could have beautiful, warm, sunny weather another. And then the wind, it's just kind of a grab bag and and you just kind of take what the mountains give you. Yeah. And one of the reasons actually, um, speaking of weather, that we're, we've chosen a little bit of a cooler time of year instead of like maybe during July or something like that is... uh. People with Parkinson's tend to have very low tolerance for uh, heat, and some mm. people have a very low tolerance for cold. I, I'm I, I'm like alive in the cold, which is great because it's cold in in the winter here. But um, in, during the summer, my brain shuts off, and I just I just can't process things when it's hot. So I did not want to take a cro- uh, take on this massive tour in the heat. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that uh, everyone's got their preferences, but when it sounds like that Parkinson's may sort of magnify preferences into sort of yeah. go, no go zones. And that makes sense. So you, is that one of the reasons why you chose September specifically? It sounds like it is. And um, it, the, the temperature swings are, are pretty brutal in, in Colorado in general, but that's, that's the biggest reason. You had mentioned that you're from Fort Collins and just, Kind of as a sidebar, I, I heard so many great things. I think I've been through Fort Collins once or twice, but it's one of the bikier places in all of Colorado, if not the whole country. What do you think makes Fort Collins so bikey in that sense? Just the general <laughs> stuff around the great mountain biking. What What is it about Fort Collins and bikes that just is a great match? Yeah, I like, I like that term, bikey. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> a new word, um, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's always... It, it, there's, you know, you once in a while, everybody sees those like top 10 places to do whatever. And for biking, it's uh, Fort Collins is always in the top five uh, of, of those things for it seems like. 
I think a lot of the reason is that the the weather here is just fantastic. It's like three hundred and uh thirty days of sunshine a year or something like that. Um, people who uh, it's a large, it's a big uh, university, Colorado State University is here, and so that you get a lot of people younger crowd. A lot of people who go to college here live here, so it's a uh, it's a very active place. And, and there is this amazing mountain biking just outside of town. There's tons of miles of great tra- uh, trails all all around the place. And I I, mean, I I I commute to work every single day, and I'm on trails almost the entire time. And it's like a five mile uh, route to work. And so it there, there's just so many things that add up to it, and the, the the city is really putting a ton of effort into into the infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. But I I, I feel so so thankful and blessed to be able to be at some place where it's it's so easy to 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 bike because there are a lot of places that I like. My my wife is from Oklahoma City. You don't really want to bike in Oklahoma City. I've uh, tried it. Uh, it's not yes. a fun place. I know uh, my my partner is from Lawton, Oklahoma, and uh, I've been uh, to Oklahoma City many a time. And there are there's a couple of bike lanes here and there, but other yeah. I, I'm uh, the, that Route 66 route that uh, takes you through Oklahoma City. I'm like, mm, boy, I don't know how that works. Plus, yeah. I don't like the heat much either. And Oklahoma, for so much of the year, is just crazy hot. I can't imagine. That's but, brutal. Yeah, um, great place, but uh, I, I'm reluctant to try a bike tour there. <laughs> I wanted to kind of because we're kicking off the series here every episode when we sit down and chat uh, within the beginner series we cover a topic or two for the beginning bike tourist and I'm curious sitting here right here right now January 2019 you've got a you know eight months or so until you get uh, started you're kicking off wheels to the ground and going for it what yeah. are some of the topics that you see right now that uh you'd like to cover uh as a beginner sitting here eight months up uh, i think the first one that i want to make sure to cover is i mean i have a preliminary route uh planned out but uh being as it's not a typical one i mean part of it does kind of follow the um the transamerica route um but especially the southern half of colorado i i i kind of did my best you know figuring out and trying to look at like google street view and that kind of stuff to make sure it's a good route but so maybe route planning would be nice to, to take a look at in in general and specifically because uh i i do plan on doing some more tours in, in the future and it'd be good to to know how how do you pick a tour that that's not maybe one that's already like tried and true like the transamerica got it rooting we will we will definitely cover that the other one is riding with groups uh i know a lot of folks that i have heard of and talked to do a lot of touring by themselves and so um or maybe with like their partner or whatever uh, just a small group of people but i'm up i'm up to six people now that are going with us on the on this trip and i'm not wanting to get it much bigger this time but um i'm sensing there's uh there's going to be a lot of more people that want to join in the future and wondering how to maybe how to manage that uh with with groups as far as maybe logistics partly, but also um, dealing with like getting separated along the ride. Cause I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm assuming that people don't ride in a pack the entire time. It's not like a, a Peloton thing when you're on a race or something, cause you're going hundreds of miles and how, how to keep in communication. And um, like, do you have a leader? Do you pick a leader for the day? I have no, I have no idea. It's just so group rides. 
for long like group, group tours. I should yeah, say. that's a really good. That's a great question and something that hasn't come up on this show at all. I have a guy. I have a guy in mind who I can at least tap for knowledge. If nice. not, uh, if not, maybe even get a get a us all on the on the horn together because that would be he he knows his stuff. He's a pro with this. So okay. yeah, writing with groups got it. Those are the two that pop into to, to mind at first. Um, uh, there's also uh, be, being a beginner to this. There's a, all the little tiny things as far as. Uh, how much do you take? How much junk do you try to drag with you? Um, I think the route that we're on, every there's going to be a place to grab food for the night every time we stop someplace. So I, I'm not sh- I'm not too worried about that. But um, like, what do you pack when you're going across the Rocky Mountains in September? Um, and what do you? How do you handle? Uh, we're planning on camping sometimes, uh, and I think I think four of the six nights we're planning on camping. Um, but you know, it's like. All the stuff that I'm sure that you've covered a thousand times on this podcast that uh, as far as just the little little tiny logistical problems. You know, what's funny is like a lot of the stuff, it's an element of almost every episode in some ways, but everything is so hyper specific that it's always good to to chat about. And, you know, your how you're doing your tour, uh, the answers may differ very much from, say, the tour that I'm going to be doing in Florida next month. Um, right. It's just it, everything is also uh situational independent and you know it's great so we can kind of tackle all of that i think that's great and what to take is the perennial question so we will definitely cover that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well i think that's awesome i'm really stoked to kick off this beginner series two with you because a you've got great stuff going on i think the the ride looks really cool i think the cause is really awesome and i i'm just i'm just really excited about it i wanted to plug both the organization that you're you, you've uh, founded and also the website of course in case anybody wants to get more information about steve's ride check that out at rideforpd.org. did i get that right looks like i Absolutely. got it right yep and, right. and you formed your own organization around this that's actually its own charity which i'm sidebar i'm a, I'm a, a, a nonprofit lawyer in my kind of spare time these days or whatever you want to call it. Oh, so when I saw okay. that you had a C3, I was like, wow, that's really awesome that you're that far ahead of the game with all of that. It sounds like that you have plans beyond just this ride, particularly for your organization. What What's kind of the, the future plans? Do you have thoughts about other people taking up the mantle and doing similar charitable rides? What's sort of the, the future for that organization? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to figure this out. <laughs> um. So it, it it's interesting the way it started. I I uh, so I as, you, as I mentioned, I did this. I was unable to do the one in 2017, and I wanted to do one in 2019. It started out with just me and a couple buddies. Let's do this ride. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought it would be great to try to raise awareness for a specifically young onset Parkinson's disease because people don't people think of it as an old person's disease, and they may miss it in themselves when they could get treatment when they don't realize they. They need it. Um, and then I got a call from the Parkinson Association of the Rockies through a, ra- a very roundabout uh, way, and they wanted me to speak at their big fundraising gala last October. So uh, I-, I was really excited about that, so I spoke at the gala and the, the videos on the front page of the website if, if you guys want to watch that of, that, of that speech. And... In in raising money and getting ready for that, I also met Jimmy Choi, who is a a guy who's kind of well known in the Parkinson's community. He is he has uh, been on the American Ninja Warrior TV show a couple times, and he has Parkinson's himself, and he's raised like 
$700,000 for the Michael J. Fox Foundation or something crazy. And I thought, well, I thought this guy is some special unicorn of a person to be able to do that kind of a thing. And then I met him at a at an event in Denver, and I'm like, super cool guy, but I mean, he's just a guy. I can do something cool too. So I decided to turn this into this ride with just a couple buddies into a fundraising ride. And the next step into that is, it's like, I probably need to slow myself down a little bit because I keep adding things to this, but um, I wanted to, I, I decided to raise $20,000 for the Parkinson Association of the Rockies, and I thought, I don't want to handle 20 grand myself. So I I should look into making some sort of organization to handle that so I don't it's not mixed in with my money. And I found out you can do a 501c3 like the the like a quick like the easy way for like 600 bucks or something like that altogether. And so um I I decided to do that and then I was initially just going to do do the ride for PD as a fundraising organization. But the more I'm talking to people, the more I'm seeing what's what's needed. And I'm, as I mentioned, the number, the only way known to slow down Parkinson's is through exercise. I thought I'm going to try to 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 do this not only as something that I'm that I can raise funds for Parkinson's, uh, but and for people with Parkinson's, but try to inspire them and and enable them to be active and to be hopeful because. There's just so, I mean, it, it's a very unhopeful type of a disease. There's nothing to stop it. There's nothing, no cure. And I don't want people to feel like they can't do something and they can't improve life just because they've got some disease that they didn't ask for. And so uh, that's what Ride for PD has become. It's become a, it, it, what I'm wanting to do with it is, number one, raise money, of course. And I'll do these bike rides along the way, but I'm I'm really interested in getting into a partner, maybe partnering with uh, cycle manufacturers to help them uh, have uh, build bikes that are better for people with Parkinson's, or uh, help organize some group rides for people with PD here in town. Or there's uh, my mind is going in a thousand directions. And I'm really excited about the opportunities and the possibilities that. I'm seeing from this. Yeah, that's really exciting. And I'm glad you used the term inspirational because I feel like that everything you're doing around this is super inspirational. And that's yet another reason why I wanted to share this with everybody who's listening. So thanks for joining on this crazy little ride that we're doing. And I hope I can be at least uh, somewhat helpful in getting you uh, at least tour ready for all of this stuff as we hit the road. Oh, yeah. I I really appreciate the, the time you're putting into this as well. So in addition to having a really cool ride set up and a really good cause to cycle for, least of which it benefits himself as well, uh, Steve's got a great microphone, right? <laughs> which is really great. It's really fun to have somebody on the microphone uh, on the other side uh, of things. So that's really great. So good audio quality in addition to good positive quality content as well. We are going to be in the next few months, and, and I think we're going to space it out a little bit. Next time we chat with Steve will probably be sometime in March. Uh, We're going to be talking about, as we uh, mentioned on the show, routing. We're going to be talking about riding with groups. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to to uh, I've got I've got somebody in mind as I had mentioned to maybe get some more info, uh, a little more of a pro person since I've never I don't personally have a ton of experience uh, leading with groups or riding in groups, but I do know somebody who does. So I'm hoping to get him on the show. Uh, how much to take? and camping elements related with that. We're going to have a ton of different topics that we're going to be talking about. 
with Steve as part of the beginner series. So I'm really excited for you to come along on that. And that'll be basically between now and September, we're going to have at least a few chats uh, to continue all of this. So stay along or stick stick with us. Stay along. That's not even a phrase. <laughs> stick with us. And we'll be uh, chatting more in upcoming months. Again, Steve can be uh, reached. He can be contacted and you can learn a lot more about his ride and support the cause if you would like to. It's a good one. Ride for PD as in ride for Parkinson's disease dot org. Ride for PD dot org. Check it out there. As always, we like to close out the show with a special shout out to the Pedal Shift Society. Because of support from listeners like you, Pedal Shift is a weekly bicycle touring podcast with a global community, expanding into live shows and covering new tours like my upcoming XFL trip this winter. If you like what you hear, you can support the show for five bucks, two bucks, or even a buck a month. And there's one shot in annual options if you're not into the small monthly thing. Check it all out at pedalshift.net slash society. On to the society. Kimberly Wilson, Caleb Jenkinson, Cameron Lane, Andrew McGregor, Michael Hart, Keith Nagel, Brock Dittus, Thomas Gadow, Marco Lowe, Terrence Manson, Noah Schroer, Harry Telgadis, Chris Barron, Mark Van Ram, Brad Hipwell, Stuart Buckin, Todd Stutz, Mr. T, Roxy Arning, Nathan Poulton, Stephen Dickerson, Vince LaGreco, Paul Culbertson, Scott Culbertson, Cody Florchinger, Tom Beninati, Greg Braithwaite, John Mayer, Richard Patch, Mark Messer, Jeff Muster, Seth Pollock, Dave Roll, Joseph Quinn, Susan Brewster, Drew Porter, Byron Patterson, Joachim Robert, Ray Jackson, Jeff Fry, Kenny Mikey, and new to the pod, Lisa Hart and John Denkler. And thanks also to all past and anonymous contributors for helping make this show happen. Thank you for joining. You can find Pedal Shift at pedalshift.net for more great bicycle touring content. You can hear the Pedal Shift project through Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Opening music courtesy of Jason Kent off his self-titled album. The track is called America. Check out his band Sunfield's latest release, Mono Mono, wherever cool music is available. big thank you to cycle blaze for sponsoring this episode of the pod go to cycleblaze.com today and find inspiration for your next tour 